Welcome back to the Rise at Home podcast. The place where we share all the tea, all the laughs, all the failures, and all the successes on our journey to financial freedom. My name's Amma. I'm Travis. I'm Money Mikes. And you're listening to Rice at Home. Home. Hi guys, welcome back to the Rice at Home podcast. How is everyone doing? Yeah, good. <laughs> British. <laughs> why, why are you laughing? Usual, man. Busy and tired. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It felt weird. Anyway. How you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. It's been a while since we had all, all three of us here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. As I said in the last episode, things are looking kind of up right now. Um happy i'm not stressed like, that's because i haven't started working so um we'll see yeah michael the usual man i'm busy and tired um yeah not much to say like busy and tired but i guess overall uh better because right now i'm in a space where like i'm not really I'm turning down like the clutter and the noise in terms of activity and in terms of like listening to a lot of podcasts and TV. Like I've got a lot of stuff out. So I feel like my mind is clearer at least. So that's a positive. Yeah. Um, I'm getting a job. (gasps) I know. (laughs) Because I never said I wouldn't. Um, But yeah, I'm getting a sales job. So I'm currently interviewing at the moment. And um, I've had some very wild interviews. We'll save that for another episode. Um, had a good one today. Got bare this week, next week. Yeah, so we're just going through that. That's doing client work. Um, and yeah, very much in the headspace of where Michael's at. Literally just stripped down my life and just working towards two things. Mm. So I'm great. Amazing stuff. Amazing. What are we talking about today? Why is everyone so <laughs> confused? Why is everyone so confused? I don't understand. Well, if you can see the way everyone's looking at well, each other, like. Alright. Let's start by asking why are you getting the job? I'm getting a job um, because I felt like there was a gap in my skill set. So whilst I was. On these sales calls to these seven-figure earners, to these CEOs, to these millionaires and all that. Um, as much as um, one side of things was I didn't have proof of concept, I didn't have a client that I could actively, you know, do the marketing for. On the other side, I also felt like my, my sales skills weren't there. Um, and of course, that's something that can be learned. But I felt like... What's the be- what's the smartest thing for me to do right now? I feel like me, I currently have a client that I'm on commission for, and as soon as I start rolling out his funnel, I'll literally be making money off of that and also have proof of concept for what I'm talking about. But then also, when I'm like, if I'm gonna just solely focus on that and not pitch and literally stop lead genning, why don't I literally learn sales in a sales environment every single day? Um, and literally become a beast because with everything that I do, if I can't sell it, it's it's not gonna 
it's like the earning potential is going to be limited regardless so that's why i decided um to get a job it's not an ordinary job it is the yeah like i had an interview today and literally what it looked like was like grant cardone's office but for millennials everyone was in jeans and stuff but it was just as but 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 and it was it was quite interesting to see um that that kind of sales environment still exists um and it even exists in london because you know how british people are hate everything um but yeah (laughs) yeah very much reserved but not that place um but yeah so i'm motivated to you know get a job for a year or two and literally become like a killer sales girl so that's why i'm getting a job that makes sense um I mean, why are you get a job? Hmm? <laughs> why are you getting a job? Why do you have? Why have you got something? Okay, so I have a job, and similar to you, it's very much to advance my like the bigger picture. So it's very in line with the bigger picture. Um, and in the past, I've kind of avoided getting a job on purpose, partly because I just don't like the idea of. Okay, one thing is I, I don't like my time being. Um, like constricted so knowing okay i have to be in a certain place at a certain time i quite like flexibility and the other thing is like i don't know it was just a mental block that i personally had towards the idea of jobs and nine to fives but even even while i was having that like i've said it on this podcast and i say it to people all the time like why is your building entrepreneurially you should have a job there's no good reason to quit your job and just go out there and bet it all on yourself like it doesn't make sense um but I haven't been practicing what I preach because of my own mental blocks. But the job that I have is like is part time, first of all, um, which still affords me the flexibility that I need to do what I want to do musically, to do other endeavors. And then the other thing is, it's in music. So I'm working with an artist. I'm not going to say who, but they've been on top forty a few times, and um, basically I'm under his or her manager. Um, I'm doing marketing so I'm basically doing the stuff that I do for us at home in a corporate setting getting paid to do it whilst learning more about the actual music business and you know I have people like I'm gaining contact so for me the job is more about positioning than about cash um yeah man I'm enjoying it I've only just started this week but yeah it's it's been good I've met already started to meet industry people that like three weeks ago seemed kind of inaccessible so yeah why are you getting a job? <laughs> well, since we're going around, um, I'm getting a job because I felt like this was what I was meant to do. So I had this kind of, I think I said it last week as well. Um, I had like, I was going through a stage where I was applying to jobs out of desperation and I was getting all these interviews going through to final stages and stuff and I just wasn't feeling it. And then boom I'm, I'm speaking to a recruiter and they tell me about this job that I'm in now which is a consulting role um, and I was like wow Like, if I was to get a job it would be this one so I went through the process as I was doing for the other things I got you know to the final stage you know where 40 people out of like 250 people whatever had been filtered through the phone and then on the final day of the interview I was like yo I actually do kind of want this job like this is everything that I see myself doing um, for myself in the future and I, and basically I went to interview the guy who is the MD of the company is telling us about how um, 
he's the founder but he sold it and blah 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 and basically he what he used to do he worked as a consultant um for a company and then he read a book and basically told everyone at his company to stop doing what they were doing and do it like they were doing in this book but then obviously he had, he got told to leave because they have the way of doing things but then he started his own company and then was taking all their clients because he was so much better um and you know that's the sort of person that's running this company so a very entrepreneurial minded company in that sense i, I can kind of see myself doing the same thing you know uh, taking on board ideas um and trying to you know beat the competition um whether that is in my company or whether that is outside the company do you know what i mean but it's just the skill set and the mindset behind it that i liked and i was like yo if this is for me then i'll get it and then on the day i found out that i got the job so here i am like it was all meant to be yeah um i do want to address something because yeah i did say on my instagram that i was reluctant to get a job for a while um, similar to what Michael was saying because like it was just like mm, my time but then also like is it going to stop me from getting to where I want to be but then when I really accepted that I'm not an anomaly <laughs> when I accepted I'm not an, you know I'm not an outlier and I'm not going to be the oh I blinked and five clients were in my face and they were willing to throw money at me even though I had no experience when I figured out that that was me I had to really think about the best way to play this for a long term and I think that's okay because um there's a lot of people on the internet kind of shoving down your throat that if like let's say i'm freelancing right now and i have no ties if i was to tell this to someone who built their agency or their business in six to eight months right they'd probably think i'm crazy but someone who was in a job and was looking to quit they wouldn't have the same energy for because mm. they they already were in a job whereas I have all the time in the world so they'd be like well, how come you can't make this work you have no restrictions type of thing but the restriction is the proof of concept <laughs> the restriction is the connections the restriction is the sales technique there's restriction there's a lot of restrictions here and am I trying to get rich quick or am I trying to build a massive business in the long term at the end of the day I'm here for the long game so what is the tactical thing I can do right now doesn't mean that I can't build my business on the side. Yeah, it's gonna be hard. My time's gonna be chopped in, you know, in half or three quarters or whatever. But at the same time, if I'm literally getting a job that will train me to to be a billionaire, then I can't really <laughs> I can't really knock off two years of being in that in that environment and learning everything that will get me to where I want to be. Definitely. I think for me another thing with the time thing was like I have to I had to kind of look in the mirror and realize okay I have a problem with organization and that's part of why I like flexibility because it basically coddles my weaknesses and changing the situation is going to force me to basically become better or die um mm. and you know I cannot die so I I'm definitely <laughs> going to that's that's the other benefit i guess of like sometimes changing direction in a way that's uncomfortable it forces you to grow it forces you to get better um and it forces you to stop coddling the parts of yourself that you know aren't good enough yeah and this is the thing like this is actually part of why i've stripped back a lot of the things i was doing i've not just like stopped watching tv and stuff but i've also kind of stripped back some of the day-to-day -day activity because 
what I realized was that I was trying to build this castle on shaky foundations. And because I'm, like, not to toot my own horn, but because I'm quite gifted and because I'm very intelligent, more so than the average person, I was getting away on doing things 60% right. Um, and, like, you know, I've, I've always kind of been the person who would turn up for exams, not having studied, read the textbook before I go in and come out with a B. And because I've gotten away with that my entire life, I've been coasting and going off weak foundations mm. and now i'm getting to this point where it's like i can't have the things i want to have i can't build the things i want to build i can't have the career i want to have on these same shaky foundations i have to strip it all back and build again from scratch mm-hmm. and build it properly this time i have to fix my habits i have to fix my um mindset and my skills and that's a frustrating thing to kind of realize about myself that's a frustrating thing to face up to and um yeah like i am frustrated and uncomfortable in life but that that, like when you're frustrated and uncomfortable that's a sign that you need to change that's Mm. it's like you know when like i kind of hate squats when i'm in the gym but the squats like the pain that comes from squats is really um what grows like what's showing growth it's showing that i'm being challenged it's showing that i'm being stretched and pulled um and you know three months down the line you see results and in the same way like this situation i'm in now it's something that's going to force me to become a better version of myself and i will definitely see results from it that will you know it's like you can put in one two years of hard graft in a way that's uncomfortable and frustrating and you're not happy and you want things to change but the skills and the growth that you get from that will serve you for the next 20 30 40 years and that's the way i'm approaching all of this yeah, it's funny because we didn't even know this was happening. Like, Travis got a job, and we're oh, okay. And then I just found out about Michael having a job today, and he just found out that I was even interviewing for anything. So it's weird how we are it all, all aligned. At the same time. Yeah, um, but I guess it's not like we're giving up or any- on anything. But I feel like our journeys are massive. I feel like. Uh, where we're destined to be is so great that we have to go through the crap right now Mm. and just kind of humble ourselves and kind of just be in spaces where we need to learn the exact skills that will propel us forward um so that's why we are where we are right now Um, but it's not because of money because i would have gotten any job i would have i can work in nando's (laughs) if it was for the money's sake no i decided to specifically learn sales and get a sales role Mm. and it ain't easy yeah it ain't easy (laughs) i literally had someone an md say to me today like people have literally sat in this room interviewed and lasted two hours in this role (laughs) two hours because they realize oh crap this is hard obviously i have a leg up because i probably am one of few candidates that actually know what that feels like what it feels like to actually be rejected actually be told that yeah we're not going to go through or have deals so close to your fingertips and then for, for them to fall through i've literally been through all of it so when he was talking to me i was like okay this is my life <laughs> and i think he was shocked because it's like rah like for someone to already know how this feels like kind of just slip in and just yeah it's gonna be challenging but you've already done it yourself so yeah i get it um I did have something happen to me on Tuesday I would like to share, though. Tell them. It was a horrendous interview. 
Um, I hate white men. No, I'm kidding. I don't hate white men. I hate, I hate people who just feel like they can talk to me in any way. And a lot of the time, it's white men who feel privileged and are very much not aware of what they're doing. Um, so I was at this interview and they're looking at my CV and they're like, oh, you know, if I would have looked you know, if you would have changed a few things around, it would it, it would look like you're applying for a marketing role. And I was like, no, I'm not. I'm actually applying for a sales role. Like, okay. It's um, so like, um, would you consider working a marketing role here? And I was like, no, because I applied for this role. <laughs> like, as much as people might think, why don't you just do marketing? That's not the point. I think I've got that down. Um, and I'm actually proving that side of my, um, that skill elsewhere. Mm. So I don't need a job in it. Um, yeah, he was like, oh, okay. It's like, are you sure? Like, he was texting my interview as well, and he was like, mm, are you sure? And I was like, yeah, I'm sure. And he was like, wait, let me let me have a quick call. He called the guy who was hiring for marketing, for, took four minutes out of the meeting, came back, and he was like, oh, sorry, the guy's not, um, he's not, he's not available. So, um, yeah, should we just carry on with the sales thing then? And I was like, yeah, that's why I'm here. And the guy was like, yeah, you know, kind of looks like your cv is very entrepreneurial i was like i did say that yeah, yeah. it does say that yeah um are you sure you're gonna last here um because you know we're trying to avoid people who you know are just gonna kind of like go through our training and kind of like leave after six 12 months we're really looking for someone to stay in a role for like five ten years i was like oh that's nice um it's like yeah you know you are a little bit concerning i can't lie because it looks like you'd probably just leave That's where you should have been like, well, I'm here for a maximum of two years. It doesn't look like we're a good fit. Good to meet you. <laughs> if it was a sales call, I'd be like, deuces. Um, I literally looked at him. Obviously, I had to blag it, but I don't even want the role anyway. I was literally like, before that, I literally said I was looking to be stay in a career or stay in a role for like five, ten years. Obviously, that's a lie. But I already said that. And for him to kind of go back off what I said and kind of just try and call me out i was just like no i'm i've kind of weighed up all my options it's very naive as well like who expects people in this day and age to stay at a career or not even that because like, people be, do stay in the career yeah, yeah. but staying role. in a role that's one thing and then to stay in a role having no idea what the role is like i'm just i'm literally just here for the interview in the same way as i'm looking for a job you're looking to hire someone so how can you how can you expect me to com- say that i'm gonna commit the rest of five years the rest of my <laughs> young life <laughs> basically the rest of my 20s to your company without even knowing what it's like to work in a company like what is that it was bad and what else did they say to you because i think that's that's a crazy thing what wait what else did they say i don't remember i, I think i blocked they, out they said they're gonna treat you like an orange oh my gosh <laughs> Wait, what? Okay, so, <laughs> so another guy came in and he was a little less patronizing than the other one. And he's like, okay. So, and by the way, they crossed paths for like two minutes, right? And the first thing he opens his mouth to say is, oh yeah, so my my mate tells me that, you know, you're obviously looking to grow a business in f- like five years. And I was like, how is that the only thing you were told after the whole interview? Okay, whatever. But yeah, you know, completely understand and you know you're you're here to probably pick up some skills that are gonna it's gonna help you in the long term I, I completely get it but um yeah i guess the reason why we do want people to stay is because um you know the first year we, we lose money um we're training people and stuff like that and first year you don't really 
you know make commissions or you don't really meet targets second year it's likely as well you don't really meet targets so third year is really when we start to recoup our money back um yeah and obviously we like to squeeze um as much out of a person you know as much as possible before they go so and i was like you want to squeeze as much i said from i think i made a i think i made a mental thing in my head like i don't think these guys are ever seeing me again this guy wants to squeeze me <laughs> like, like an orange <laughs> wow yeah that was so this and i was like boy i don't know how i'm gonna be an employee because if this is how employment is now basically everything you're saying is what i thought employment was before that was making me avoid a job <laughs> and then i got the complete opposite today and i was like yeah you know and then they were literally from the beginning he literally said oh wh- where do you see yourself in this role in like 12 months 12 get talk, it we can talk about 12 months that's really get it like yeah. can you understand like you get it he's like fam no one's stopping you from doing anything you want you just have to succeed What's that, what, what are you telling me about people uh, they don't meet meeting targets in first, second year when your training is world renowned but these guys training is two weeks long and people are earning 40k plus in their first year does that make sense? is your training that well renowned? is your culture that great? are you sure people are leaving because they can't hack it or are you sure it's because you guys are shit? Yeah, man, you have to pick the right job, boy. If you're going to do this, if you're going to go back into a job, or if you're going to go into a job out of being a freelancer or being an entrepreneur, you better pick the right one, boy. Yeah, make sure your job adds value. And, and contrary mm-hmm. to popular belief, giving you cash is not quite adding value. No. It just looks like adding value. I think um, it's important to remember that, like, for everyone, like, your job will treat you like what you are which is an asset and the moment you're not no longer valuable to them they will drop you so yeah people can say oh yeah you know we're going to try and squeeze everything out of you and we can laugh at it but literally that's what they're doing so if you're not happy in a role then you need to find something that makes you happy you need to start doing things for yourself and i and even for me even though like right now i'm thinking that i found a job that i'll really enjoy and that like you know i can really get behind if at some point i feel like it's not adding value to me it's not helping me become the person that i want to be i'll have to think about leaving um and whether that that's not just a job that's your your business that's your side hustle whatever it is you're doing yeah it's all the same it all comes under the same umbrella in terms of making yourself happy and that sounds all very like oh yeah fairy lights and yeah let's make each other happy but it's a real thing. So many people aren't happy with their lives. And I'm not trying to be one of them, especially not at this point. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to try and not be happy. That's insane. Yeah, fact. Fact. Um, yeah, and I, I definitely agree. I think that a lot of people are in spaces. I think that's why we never really got involved in the debate of 9 to 5 versus entrepreneurship because at the end of the day it's so blurred it can be very blurred now we're even going through a blurred period in our lives where it's like okay kind of have to step back get that foundation build that solid thing and then kind of grow from there um because it's not as easy as just clicking your fingers and it happening again i'm not an outlier i'm not someone who just got lucky um 
not, you know. And I'm also there are other things that are stopping me from getting certain results too. So, um, as much as as much as money is important and stuff like that, like especially being a millennial, I think it's very clear that happiness and being comfortable and where you are is definitely some something that you should be striving for. Hundred percent. So yeah, we're getting jobs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, the title of this episode. <laughs> oh man, yeah. it feels so weird. I might call this episode Chicken Wings. It's going to make people click. <laughs> because oh. Lord knows they need more of us in these marketing departments. Honestly. Man. That is unbelievable. Oh my gosh, you talk about the, the knife crime thing. Yeah. Do you know what? I'm, I'm actually in two minds about that. Interesting. And hear me out. So, everyone loves to get onto them for not doing anything. Right about knife crime. Now, I can admit, yeah, chicken wings is actually ridiculous. Like that, <laughs> that's actually wild, yeah. But that is yeah, something. What are you guys talking about? Did you not see it? No. Basically, oh. the Home Office to combat knife crime has started putting stories about knife crime in chicken wing boxes at Morley's. <laughs> that's their plan. And there's like a whole marketing agency that came up with this. And were they Caucasian? What do you think? <laughs> of course they were. <laughs> it's the most tone deaf thing I've seen all year. But apparently there was a black guy in the room. There was this one guy on Twitter. Um, well, who said he was in the room? Yeah. And what did he say? He said, oh, this was a good idea. Like, yeah, he, he was like, this chicken wing thing is actually a good idea. And then proceeded to do a little thread at the end of which he said, and I was there and I was saying that it was a good idea. So, and, and I was like, you don't realize this makes it worse? Like you're you're the you're the guy that they look to for the voice of the black community, and you said yes to this. Why? <laughs> you had a responsibility for yeah. everyone. No, but I think like you're yeah, a woman. we can say you had a choice. <laughs> what is that from? It's from loving hip hop. I, I am disgusted. Nah, but um, I feel like yeah, it's like it's a rubbish campaign. It's that it's trash. But it's something, and it has the potential to work. It's and not I, something, man. And I feel like if we're going to do, if we're going to complain when they don't do anything, it's not also not okay to complain when something is being done, even though that something is absolute trash. So what we can do is say, okay, look, this is a start. If you want to do something, here are the people you need to talk to instead of just kind of bashing it. Do you know what I mean? Yes, but no. This this is nah. This this one's pathetic. This is this is almost as pathetic as getting slump flower in to discuss knife crime with the young boys. Huh. I just feel like with it's just it's, it's a matter of choices, isn't it? Um, and they don't have enough people in the room, so I guess people do need to get jobs. And, <laughs> and, at, the, <laughs> and at the same time, at the same time. Um, Fair play to my man because he, it's not his job to be the gatekeeper for the urban community. If he thought it was a good idea, he thought it's an individual thing. Personally, yeah. I feel like how the hell is that supposed to do anything? But okay. Um, I definitely feel like bringing an alternative into these boys and girls' lives is a, like you're going to tell them about the stories, but what does that do for anybody? As if they don't know the stories. 
why can't you bring an alternative into their lives? How are you going to get them out of that life then? That's the point. You need to... That's... It's not even a solution. What is that? It's chicken. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, I don't even know how to feel about that. That just makes no sense, but okay. Um... Hey. Did you guys see the Tyra Banks thing? No. So basically, Tyra Banks interrupted. She was at BeautyCon, which is, I guess, a convention of beauty in America somewhere. Um, and there was a model and a photographer, and they were doing a photo shoot out by some caravans or whatever. Um, and then she felt the need to get out of her car and, you know, do that create a director for the photo shoot take over the camera and then she got some cool pictures of the girl and the girl was like went viral she's like oh Tyra Banks helped me I'm like oh wow oh my gosh I saw that yeah yeah I didn't see her say that she took over I just saw that oh thingy got out of her car to take pictures of yeah so it was that that situation and then so Tyra Banks has gone and posted like a picture like yeah see I saw I was coming home from BeautyCon where I saw a, um, a photo shoot going seriously wrong. I had to jump out of the car and rescue <laughs> the shoot. Um, the cameraman was doing this, like basically criticizing the photographer and like saying, yeah, look, I'm, I'm such a hero. You know, I had to use all my expertise, blah, 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 blah. And kind of, I kind of realized that why wow, people don't like Tyra Banks because a lot of people were like onto her like she's so self-centered blah, 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 blah. she's always been like this man yeah it's a bit mad and I, th- I just think like <laughs> do you think do you think there's anything wrong with that because like, I saw it and I was like wow you didn't need to say all that but at the end of the day she is a supermodel one of the most famous supermodels uh, the, the reason people don't like her is because she always says all that <laughs> she, she never doesn't do this she historically has always done this. Yeah, but has always created situations around herself. But people don't like Grant Cardone. Do you talk about how rich he is all the time? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Tyra Banks had <laughs> Tyra Banks had a show where she literally spent her entire time gaslighting young girls <laughs> for our entertainment. <laughs> no, but okay, let's be honest, though. No, no, no. Let's a be girl would be like, ah, oh, like. My, like my cousin had cancer and like hair is something that's super important to me and like I spent years growing my hair and like the next challenge would be everyone has to go bold like, like she, she, <laughs> okay, she's always been like this As she, a fan she had the whole of the show quote unquote never beef. happened she had the whole quote unquote beef with um Naomi Campbell which was completely one sided Naomi never really cared about her like she, she's always been like this man she came from an era where it was literally one that could only be one girl on top and so she created we still don't know who that was because I don't know honestly I can't say it was Naomi Naomi, I can't say it was Tyra had a lot as well I don't know but anyway let's not get into that debate anyway she holds legendary status because she sold Vaseline to white people for like $50 (laughs) This, this, like, this is a real thing. Like, she was on, like, all these shows selling this Vaseline. It was literally just a tub of Vaseline, but, like, white people didn't know what, what it was. So she was selling it at ridiculous markups. 
Petroleum. Why not? Uh, like the youth serum. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. So I was just I just wanted to know what you guys think about like. So if you're an expert in your field, is it okay to say you're an expert in your field and yeah, just remind people about that all the time, or should you allow yourself your work to speak for itself? Of course, you could talk about being an expert in your field and there's no problem with that but no one wants to work with a dick mm. and this like this is a big thing like it was bigger it started at being big in music but it's big across the board like there's something called hang factor like are you a cool person to chill with and that like that's a determining factor in your career almost as much as your actual skill yeah. so like if you look at um even uh, huge person Steve Jobs Steve Jobs early in his career he was not a personable person this is where he has this like reputation of the crazy super mean boss from because early in his career like he was running rampant he wasn't personable he was like blowing up at people he was like people were walking into work they'd meet him in the elevator he'd ask what do you do they struggle to articulate and he'd fire them on the spot like he, he was very hard to work with and that ended up with him being kicked out of Apple. And that was why Next didn't work. But by the time he came back to Apple, he learned that that wasn't a way to be. He had to actually be a more personable person. Um, and, you know, it turned out better for him the second time around. And this is like something that you see across the board, every industry from yeah. top to bottom. People who are cool to hang with or people who aren't annoying to be around do better. Whereas... yeah her saying she's a, like it's cool to say you're an expert but don't be a dick <laughs> it's kind of is that it's like one of the rules to life don't be a dick yeah kind of supposed to learn it in nursery but <laughs> yeah it doesn't always catch on um, yeah. no I definitely think a likability factor will take you a long way um, I've noticed that even how I my um, my kind of Feel towards certain people, certain influence, and stuff like that. Like, if someone isn't likable, I was like, eh, kind of throw them away. Like, yeah, cool, you might be rising, you might be doing your thing, but like, I actually wouldn't want to chill with you. Um, or if someone is likable, then I'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah I could probably hang with them. So, I definitely think likability is actually going to get you very far if you can bust joke with people, if you can, you know, connect with people, if you can just chill with people, if you can make people smile if you can just list like fam be a human being like yeah. people will actually want you around like imagine you've got the skill set and you people like you fam you are literally going far but if no, if everyone hates you at the moment i feel like you need to go for an intervention or something like that and fix that because it will definitely hinder you a lot yeah i mean i always give obscure examples because that's just kind of who i am as a person but look at oj simpson like Look at all that he was Maybe. able to. That, look at all that he was able to do and get away with for years because of how charismatic as a person he was. Whole time, this guy's a monster. Yeah, allegedly. that Ted, Ted Bundy. That Ted Bundy too. Yeah, Ted Bundy. True. Have you seen that? No, I haven't. Like it was actually crazy. The way he had this woman baffled because it's from like the perspective of his girlfriend, isn't it? Mm. The way he had her baffled, like, like it's not me, it's not me, but like every time he'd come out, more people would die. And she was still believing like it's not me it's not me even though the evidence is right in front of her it's crazy like charisma it's one hell of a drug mm-hmm. yeah. one hell of a drug um, she'll learn it get you rich yeah. alongside 
high income scale. Watch Charisma <laughs> on Command on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. He's really good. Um, people get paid to teach you how to be like. Yeah, he's got like Charisma University. <sighs> wow. Yeah. To be honest, that's probably a good thing for like speakers and like leaders and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. That's cool. I hear that. For you guys that don't know what we're talking about, there's a guy on YouTube. I think it's called Charisma on Command, and he's basically analyzes videos of like renowned public speakers for example like and like just celebrities and just yeah just celebrities so he does there's there's a lot of stuff on like james corden for example the way he handles interviews the way he listens to people and the way he combats people that are being rude stuff like that and it's really it's really good like there was one video i was watching recently where um i can't remember who there was some actor and he kept like making fat jokes at james's expense but it wasn't necessary it was just like he thought james was going to make a joke at him so he was just attacking him but James was just handling it very well. He like he let it go the first few times, and then the third time, he shut him down really harshly. And it was like it was a subtle because it was a joke. It was like ha ha ha, but it's a subtle reminder to like yeah, relax. Because <laughs> he, he let it go the first two times, but the first time he hit him and he hit him hard, and he didn't try it again. All those kind of things, and they are good things to learn. But yeah, going back to what we were saying, I think yeah, Michael's absolutely right. Just don't be a dick. Yeah. Um, I think we got to wrap it up though. Yeah. A very interesting episode. Um, but nevertheless, at least you... Oh. Ooh, quick one. Hang tight. All the people that grad- graduated, they're not graduating, that got their results from Brampton Manor today. It's always a beautiful day on Twitter. When you see and the people from other schools. I know, I know. yeah. We're going we're gonna to get to them <laughs> afterwards because I, I've never seen so many A-stars in my life. Every year it's consistent. A-star, A-star, A. And everyone else that gets their results in it. It's an amazing feat. A levels, they defeat. They're not me, easy, but they didn't defeat you. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah, congratulations, guys. We do know that you guys do listen to us, so shout out to you guys on your journey to your version of success. And if you went to Brampton Manor, can we can have a conversation about how you get in? Because I need to start putting my kids on the waiting list. <laughs> they ain't born. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, thanks so much, guys, for. Um, tuning in we're gonna have some amazing episodes coming up soon so don't miss them out miss out on them whatever <laughs> um, <laughs> um be sure to like subscribe share review all of that good stuff um and if you can't buy it twice just know that there's rice at home, home.